Welcome back, everybody, to another wonderful episode of the Be Better podcast. Today's even better today for two reasons. Number one, I'm wearing our uh, official podcast t-shirt, which I think just brings a lot more legitimacy to the things that we do here. I'm also wearing uh, pajama pants while we're recording this, and Devin has, in the time I was setting up the recording equipment, slandered me and my brand by I don't know if it was a live tweet. I don't know if the tweeting thing I created is... social media content immediately ridiculing you. You are wearing... You are a grown man wearing jammy pants. And haters gonna hate, to yep. quote T-Swift. Yep. You but do... I, you, the Wearing the podcast merch does lend the podcast way more credibility. It does. It does. I mean... How many of those t-shirts exist? So, of this one, this was a custom one made, mm-hmm. only for a select number of... A select number. I think there are six of these out there. And me, as the co-host, I was not offered one of these custom t-shirts? No, you were not the co-host at the time. Remember, you are just an interim. Mm. You're mm. like an interim co-host. You're not mm. the full-time You're not the full time co-host yet. You have not. I mean, I have not been. There's not oh, been so an this official is probational. Promo- it is a probational thing. There's I not see. been a promotion party at all. There's. Have you, have you seen a cake yet? Saying, congratulations, you passed probation. Has there been cupcakes at any of our, any of our podcasts? No. What if in the legal justice system, probation ended always with a cake? That would be awesome. I think that should be introduced. I think, you know, if you went to a Super America sheet cake, that was the universal sign of congratulations you passed. Like, okay, you got your driver's license, sheet cake, right? Got married, sheet cake. Yeah, my wife probably wouldn't buy that one. Um, You, uh, you, um... You cleared probation um, for 10 years because of uh, you were selling meth. You're off your meth. Sheet cake, right? <laughs> what, what, if, what if they did a study, some state introduced it, and it reduced recidivism by like 40%. What if the data went that way? I don't know. I, 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 well, first of all, I'd support it. Don't you have a degree in criminal justice, sir? I do have a degree in what criminal justice. What are the stats? This, there, oh, I can, you know, there's, well, there's actually, uh, you know, studies show that 43% of people who, um, who avoid recidivism have sheet cake in their history within the past 12 months. Well, there you go. And you know that 42% of all statistics are made up on the spot too, right? And that's good data from St. Cloud State oh, University. Solid state school data right there from like 30 years <laughs> ago, by the way. 1982 well. when you graduated. I did not graduate. I graduated in 1994, 94. but thank you. Yep. Before you were even like out of like third grade. When were you born? 87. Oh, man, that's just terrible. I'm a vibrant millennial, and you are a rapidly declining Gen Xer. Hey, at least I'm not a boomer. At least you're not at a boomer. At least I'm not a boomer. So, hey, for those of us, for those of you out there that have never listened to the podcast before and are wondering who are these two clowns that are yabbling back and forth, I am Coach Chris Swarthout, uh, and to my uh, honorable right is... Devin Palmer, Remax Results. Gotta let him put the pitch in. Yep. And Devin, you have your co-host, uh, your sidekick next to you as I'm well. I'm sitting with Soda, your very tiny dog. Yeah, she is sleeping now, as which is a minute ago she was jumping all over you like a hyper mm-hmm. little five-year-old, and now she's just completely passed out with her eyes closed. Soda sees me maybe once every six weeks, and is pretty excited about it. She loves you. Yep. Um, she probably smells your dog on you. Yep. That could be a little bit. Um, so let's get deep into it. There's a lot of stuff happening and let's start with a, I would say, let's go with most recent information, uh, and most recent results of things from this past weekend. Challenge wrote. Challenge wrote. And we have Mont Blanc. Those are two big, oh. uh, two big, like I would say, uh, stories of note, but let's go with wrote first. Whew. Right. Um, raise your hand if you're on the Daniel ref, uh, train. Of, I am just, a, I've been a fanboy for a while. Oh yeah. Um, just 808. 808. 
That's crazy. That's just a crazy, crazy time to get. And 808. Just put that in your head. Um, so lots of things with, you know, road has always been the course where the world's fastest records have been. So we can't really say Ironman world record, right? First of all, because it's not illegally an Ironman. That's right. Branding. Stick Brand- it to you, MDOT. Branded. <laughs> challenge. Branding problems. Although the challenge people are also a bunch of jerks because I did try to negotiate with them one time and they refused to get off the fact that I could not have in our contract arbitration must take place in German court. And I was like, but the race is going to be in the United States. And they're like, nope, arbitration has to occur in German court through any contract <laughs> disputes. And I'm like, no, no. That's a no, guys. I'm yeah. not flying to Munich to fight this out with you. Well, that, well I'm not going to fly to Munich, so they know they don't, that I'm yeah. not going to fight it out with them. Um, it's like me fighting Iron Man for the Iron Man University content. That's also not something I'm going to do. <sighs> it's, not, it's an uphill battle. It is. So, wrote really uh, a very extremely fast course and you know i have my feelings of why it is i think it's not necessarily just because it's so flat i think it just has a good combination of rolling and normally atmospheric conditions are perfect there yep um how do you feel what like if you first of all have you ever raced it i never went over for that one that's probably i should have aimed to try and do that before i got out of the game yeah um so it, I, how, why do you think it's so fast? Why do you think it always has the fastest times? It's a very favorable course. You know, probably not the flattest. You know, you could come like Ironman of Florida. Yeah. It's got to be like the flattest. And flat's not always the fastest. Flat's not always. Well, this is proof this is positive. Pr- yep. I think more than anything, it's the culture around it. So, A, it's more screaming fans. It's like Tour de France-level screaming fans on some of these climbs on the bike. Yep. It's, you're brought into that race. Are you fast? You know, and they bring in a core cluster of elite pros every year. So, they have they have the high-end field. And then it's known, like, this is where you go fast. So, it's, there's just a culture around it from the fans to the who's there to the attitude about the race it's like yeah you're here to deliver a super fast time yeah and 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 the fact that the numbers have gone down so astronomically fast over say the last five years you know the number i mean we talked about kona and the fact that if you would have broken the kona course record that did not even guarantee you were going to be in the top three Mm -hmm. on the podium because the fourth place person actually broke the course record too that times are coming down so astronomically fast. And there's there's been, I've seen discussions as to see that have just dis, kind of discussed, are there formulas that will produce the number that will ultimately say how fast a human can go in a specific sport? And obviously there are so many different variables in all three of these that we probably could never come up with that, um, whether it's in the water or the wind and the bikes and the equipment. Um, I don't think they'll ever come up with that, but it just, it, I mean, we're going to see a sub-8 female in the next two years. Which is astonishing. I remember in the height of my heyday in the early 2010s, it was uncommon for anyone on U.S. soil to break 8, right? I think that one of the first times anyone broke 8 on U.S. soil happened in that era. So that's 13 years ago now. That's like, (laughs) that was a feat for a man. And now, you know, 808 would have been a winning time at most Ironmans. For anyone 15 years ago. Yeah, and now it's you're not going to make top 15. Yep. If you, you have to go sub. Yeah. Which is just, again, it's just, it's it's crazy. Um, so what makes her so fast, do you think? 
you know, we talk about the Norwegians and the Norwegian style of training. Yep. Um, well, she comes from the Olympic background. She raced the Olympics in 08 and 2012 mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then dived into long course and was in the 2013-2014 range. So she checks off a couple of my, my traditional yep. what makes a great Ironman box. So she came came from that background and has just been racing. It's it's a decade now at the top of long course. Is she is is she peaking out? You would a decade of putting your body through that. You would have to think she's close to she, her zenith. She has, but you know the it wasn't like there weren't other athletes there that were strong contenders to push her. Uh, world champ Ann Helg was yep. second place. So you know, where does it go? I don't know. Yep. I mean, if you're her, do you go full Chrissy Wellington and just and just dip out before? Anything ever, yeah, before anything ever tarnishes it because that worked out for her. It's a you look more. I feel like a lot of the top guys drag it out a few years. You look at in cycling, you look at what Chris Froome is doing right now, just disgracing himself. Yeah, and Chris Froome is getting a multi million dollar contract each year, so it's like, yeah, I'll take five mil, I'll ruin my legacy for five million. Sure, you cement yourself financially for yeah, life. take it when you can get it. But a lot of triathletes drag it out into their very late 30s without any... Once you stop performing, you you know, the financial incentive disappears. Yeah, and maybe it's the uh, the pursuit of just that one last bit of glory. Because it's not just our sport. It's not just triathlon. Certainly not. You could see it in hockey. You could no. see it in basketball, baseball. Any major sport has that. Um the comeback, the retirement and comeback. How often does it go well? I know. Like, I mean, you know, you could say David Beckham tried to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, he married a Spice Girl, but, he, you know, his his play on the pitch just never was up to par. You know, I wish, uh, you know, I mean, not everybody can can retire or have that sweet uh, uh, parachute like, like uh, Messi has. That he's oh. written for himself. Come to the U.S. and just—it's like it, it's like <laughs> Apple says, "We'll give you half of all Apple stock available," mm-hmm. and then you know every television station goes, "We'll give you all the money," and the team goes, "We'll give you half the team." This guy is raking so much bank, it's and he not gets to live free. in Miami, right? Well, I think that might be the punishment. Oh, I'm not a fan. Well, oh, not but, a fan. Okay, so back to Daniela. <laughs> So she can swim. So she swam what low fifties or sub fifties. So she can swim at the you know the front end. There's a few elite female Ironman swimmers who might be ahead, but she can swim at the front end. Yep. She can run. Uh, she ran low two fifties. So she's on her on the right day. She's consistently sub three, and then sometimes low two fifties. But she rode mid two twenties. The bike is was a crazy piece. Yeah. Um, so Chrissy, when in her heyday, was low fifties in the swim. Low two fifties in the run, maybe sometimes sub. But her bike wasn't. It's like twenty. The twenty five minute difference is that bike. It is there, and I saw an interesting bit of uh, data this morning that that uh, came across on the social medias um, that the the um, the knee angle for Daniela is incredibly low compared to most bike fittings. Interesting. It was down to I think the, the where I saw was at like 146, 146 degrees mm-hmm. at full extension, which you know traditional here there everywhere it's about 165, um, which means you know jack the seat up, jack the seat up, jack the seat up. Her seat is actually tr- tremendously low compared to most other athletes. Huh. I you know wondering if that has 
been shown to be an improvement? Because, you know, sometimes you, you tweak some things to that are non-traditional for athletes to make them better, yep. that go against common wisdom. Um, saddle height is usually one of those pieces on the bike. So maybe this is that. Interesting. And that's not – and so another one I heard, and this is going to, still in triathlon – Outside of Daniela and outside of Ironman, but um, heard Bobby McGee speaking re- recently. Uh, he was actually a, a guest on our podcast at one point in time. I, sh- I, did, I did also share a room with him at the Olympic Training Center when I was like, ha, ha, ha. He's got one of the finest accents you could ever hope to get oh, on a podcast. He's also one of the finest human beings on the planet, yeah. by the way. He was talking about how most athletes, most runner runners, because it's, it's a specialty, when they are looking at their quality work, he, you know, they tend to go onto soft ground mm-hmm. they go off the pavement and they go into trails or grass uh, or turf for Gwen Jorgensen they did the exact opposite because the soft stuff was having a negative effect on her physically interesting and so they brought her quality work onto asphalt which lowered injury and increased result so sometimes the common wisdom or what we always think is this is what should work is not always the case and it takes innovators whoever her bike fitter is, yep. to make those changes and, you know, reap the benefits or, you know, pay the consequences. Yep. So, you know, kudos to them. Kudos, kudos, kudos to them. Um, the men race too, but that was inconsequential. Well, hold on. Let me pull up pull up the times because they also set a... Uh... Did they set a record? But nobody talked about it because also maybe because the, the record was just so, like, astronomically lowered by Daniela. Magnus Ditlev... Never heard of him. Young Dane. Okay. 46 minutes swim. 3.57 on the bike. What? 2.37 on the run. My. So similar to Daniela. That's... So what was the overall time? Do the math on those, all three. Oh, he came in Look in 7.24. 7.24. 7.24. Sub 7.30. So that's... Elite, elite, elite. That's an elite swim time from any era. That's swimming with Andy Potts. Oh, absolutely. That's an elite bike time. That's biking with Andrew Starkwitz. And then that's an elite run. Like, elite, elite, elite. Historically, we would have seen a swim biker, like an Andy Starkwitz, will swim sub-50 and then bike off the front. But he'll be more vulnerable. Andrew Starkwitz can maybe run in a sub-three-hour range if he doesn't completely tank. Yeah, or give up. So he can can deliver an elite performance, but he... He's missing 20 minutes on that run. Yeah. So, this is and a, Danielle this is, is similar. It's elite swim, elite bike, but then she doesn't falter on the run. You know, and Ann Hogue maybe ran five, 10 minutes quicker, but that's not enough. You can't bring 20 minutes back. No, because it, and, and that's, and a lot of times that is a gamble. Yep. So, if you know what another person can run, which is, you know, it always comes down to the run, you may have to take a gamble and say, okay, I got to put, put it all out here on the bike to even give myself a shot on the run. Because 15, 20 years ago, it was a couple of bikers would try and get a breakaway. Yep. And then the Crowies or whoever, you know, would try and run them down. But now it's like the top guys, yeah. you can't break away from them because they're elite on all three fronts. So they're a more robust, more complete athlete. It is. It, it's not the super bikers from Germany coming over and, nope. and throwing it down. Um, the hell regals of the, of the day just saying, okay, let's just let's drop crazy times on the bike and then See if we can hold it together. I mean, that's so much faster than Thomas Hellriegel ever was. That's fast, so much faster than Norman Stodler. All the heroes on the bike, these guys are biking faster after a faster swim and f- topping it off with a sub-240 run. Unbelievable. Yep. It's unbelievable. So we'll continue to see yep. incredible results coming from Rote at some point in time next year. Um, 
and I say two years before the before we see it'll be at rote where you see a woman break eight. And I understand that eight minutes is a lot to take back, especially at that level. If you're mm-hmm. like an average age grouper, changing eight minutes in your game, fairly that can be done by just Have changing an extra gel. Yeah, or take a water bottle off your bike, right? Yep. But at this level, it's an astronomical task. But mm-hmm. will it will it happen? I think it's going to happen. Well, are we on track to see a man go sub seven? I think that's. I mean, the, now we're looking at twenty four minutes. What's the What's the record there? Is it? It's. it's I don't know that we're going to. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. But it's going to take a. It's going to take an ungodly like sub two marathon effort at that level. You know, to run no. a sub two marathon. Not that they're going to run a sub two marathon there, but that level of effort and focus, it's going to have to happen. And it may happen in like a, maybe like an expo. So I wonder if it'll happen like in will simulated it, event like the sub two thing with Nike. Will it happen in an e, in an esport triathlon where they're on <laughs> wahoos and and uh, <laughs> woodway woodway treadmills? <laughs> Can you imagine grunting it out for seven hours? On, Can you imagine for sitting an there indoor Ironman? Can you imagine sitting there and watching it? <laughs> an indoor Ironman that would be Ooh. the most tedious thing to number one awful. watch, and number awful. two do. Just awful. I would just. Oh, that would. Just, could you get yourself motivated to go as hard as you need to go? No, I don't think way. so. Uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. uh uh uh. No, hard no, hard no. That'd be like doing the Tour de France on Strava. I mean, on on, on uh, Zwift. What makes you wonder? So, if they had Kristen Blumenthal and Gustav Eiden, those two Norwegian boys, if they're racing with Ditlev and the three of them are working cohesively on the bike, can they sneak another ten minutes off that ride, or is that just? Are we nearing the peak of what's possible on a ride? Well, I think I mean it's going to have to come all all around, right? You're going to see you're going to see a little bit come off the swim, mm-hmm. which you know with percentage wise, that's where it really will have to come from. But I mean, it's going to come from the bike because uh, if you look at time percentages, that's really where the where the greatest percentage is. Um, you know, look at the limits of the run. Uh, I mean, you, you're probably going to get a little bit there, but you know, physiologically, the impact. Doing- they're at 237, that's six-minute pace for your Ironman marathon. I know. It's crazy, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, but we've seen human feats of, you know, um- uh, uh, of happen. We Like a couple weeks ago, we saw the the two-mile the two yeah, mark that. break at 554. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, 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 no. Seven, 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 754. 754. Yep. No, it was 554. 554. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah, really going yeah. quick. Woo. Yeah, like to, to, to hold one sub four is like an incredible <sighs> feat. But to then do it, like to do it two in a row. Back to back. That's just crazy. And that guy didn't look like he could run at all either. You know, tall, thin, wavy. He looked like a like one of those aliens from. He's a gangly Norwegian. I don't know why we're saying he looks like an alien. He does have very bad tattoos, though. He did. Very bad tattoos, translucent skin. Uh, he okay. looked like he could use a sandwich. And when he gets out of sport, he's going to gain okay. about well, we're 75 pounds. We're commenting on a lot of. We're commenting on weight. We're commenting oh, on I am skin. Re- t- Let's just calm it down there, Chris. <laughs> Let's just calm it down. Deep Let's breath. just. He's a Norwegian with very bad tattoos, and let's leave it at that. Why? What? You don't like the tattoos at all? He has stupid-looking tattoos. He's a very good runner with stupid tattoos. What? What defines a good-looking tattoo? Uh, there are almost none. I'm a staunch. <clears throat> I almost spit my coffee out in my own room, which no. I would have really been mad if I did that. Wait, Chris, how are your tattoos? Are you are you still proud on those ones? I am. I'm proud of my my Minnesota <laughs> on the forearm, which everybody says mm-hmm. we're. You know, I use it as a I use it as a geography map many mm-hmm. times when talking about where I'm at. Um, I would take the M dot off my calf. Yes, would you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. would come off. Yep. Yeah, okay. that would that would come off. Okay. Um, it's not like I have you know like um, 
some Lion King character nope. tattooed on me. You should me. get a wolf's head on your on your shoulder. Well, don't you have Sebastian from Little Mermaid somewhere on your body? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I heard that. No. That's a, that not to be confirmed or denied. I am clean and un, unblemished with these tattoos. Oh, I'll tell you. Your, hey, t- your hey, tattoos you, are on the inside. Right. <laughs> right in if you agree with me that tattoos are almost always a mistake. Oh, right. No. Right. It's chris.sworthout at mistakentattoos.com. <laughs> Devin.com at hate me later.com. Mailbag at be better.com. <laughs> dot, all feedback. All complaints. Dot hotmail. Dot hot, be better at hotmail.com. Oh. oh, that'd be good. So, all right. So, more hatred coming down towards Iron Man. You sign up for Mont Blanc. You make the big trip. You invest in getting across the border. And then what takes you out? Smoke. Uh, Smokey the Bear takes you out. An errant, an, an errant forest fire takes you out and takes you out of the game. Because we've we've been we've had the haze here. So you're an event director, right? The haze, it's terrible. You get the nasty, you get a nasty hazy day on a race morning. How do you make the call? Well, at an, at, for an Olympic distance race, you don't. It's just not you just enough. Let it ride. You let it ride. It's okay. not enough. I, I mean, I remember there was a time when um, when we were doing Ironman Canada up in Penticton. And forest fires, like the fire being on the race course, yep. that that caused the course to change. They didn't shut it down, though. Interesting. Okay. Um, knowing that the particulates are like, you know, what? Well, they were up in the 250s, probably in some areas of there, you know, for... On uh, that air quality that index? That air quality index, yep. which is really high. Yep. Um, you know, they're probably worried more from an insurance standpoint as to what the kickback is. I, you let me race, I got sick. But they also, I think the last time they did this was they shut down Tahoe. I remember that. The complaint there was the volu- they couldn't ask the volunteers to stand out for, you know, 17 hours. Yeah, in that smoke, it was that. terrible. The The funny thing was is that so many people went out and said, oh, I can do it. And then they went out and did it on their own in the forest <laughs> fires and the smoke, which is just... just Wait, Iron Man athletes being mm-hmm. stubborn and belligerent? No, never heard of it. This is dumb. Um, so, the, but they canceled it. But on the other side of it, this weekend we saw WC, uh, WTC race uh, in the circuit, which was up in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Didn't cancel that. Aren't in that? Cl- aren't IT- those neighboring they areas? Are, they are. They're exactly neighboring areas. So Montreal has an ITU race. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about you know professional athletes so again the liability from insurance side of like regular guys you know <clears throat> you gave me bronchitis yep. you know you're not going to get sued that way also a much 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 shorter event yep. um but they did not cancel that one interesting i know hmm. um it'd be interesting to know how ted felt about that like was he did he feel like he dodged a bullet well ted went in with his ex- Ted had a preloaded excuse for not racing. Yeah. This is your this is your close personal internet friend, Ted Tri- Trizy. This is this is occasional who podcast keeps, who, guest. Who, occasional. He's been on here once. And he has been involved you involved me in a text stream where he complains about not being asked back on the t- on the podcast <laughs> all the time. It's like Ted, we barely record this podcast, sir. We, no nobody listens. No, we have two <laughs> listeners, Ted. Calm down. So Ted he was like, oh, I have an injury, so I'm going up to support my wife, Danny. What was his injury? I don't know. Being too gangly. Whatever okay. Ted suffers from. <laughs> so he pre, pre-excuses pre himself from the race, but still goes up. Yep. And it's like, Ted, you shouldn't have mentioned it. You could have just let the smoke be the reason you didn't race. You, you didn't have to wimp out prematurely. You could have let the smoke <laughs> do the wimping out for you. He tapped out before he entered the ring. Yeah. 
and then the other person didn't show. And you yep. could have said, oh, man. Oh, smoke, dang. Oh, I could have I could have been a contender. I would have I would have won that race. I think this was going to be my first top was, five. It was going to be a breakthrough. This is going to be a Totally breakthrough race for Ted, that would have been. But, I mean, international travel, it's an expensive resort area. You spend probably a couple Gs, right, to make it happen. Yeah. And I sp- <laughs> They're not going to get any of that money back. Oh, no. Well, who's, yeah, there's no reason, like, you stayed at the hotel, you took the fight. And, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're done. And the, he's racing as a pro, so it's not like he gets a refund on his entry. No, and yeah, he, I mean, it's not, the entry fee is not what's killing him, it's yeah. the travel cost. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's got to just really stink. And I, you know, I, I, I feel really bad for all the age group athletes that trained, prepared, went, and had the carpet pulled out underneath them. Yep. Because it wasn't like, hey, we're going to do it tomorrow, because they can't do that. Nope. And you know they're not getting their money back. No. Nope. They might get a, hey, here's a coupon for for later as with something off. Because a lot of that money is already spent. Well, here's the bummer about being there and canceling race day. You've already wasted your weekend. If you got there Thursday or Friday, you knew it was canceled, leave the bike in the hotel room and go do fun Montremont stuff. Just enjoy the weekend. Instead, you're still neurotic. You're eating your pre-race foods. Yep. You're going to bike check-in, and you're you're doing all this. Yeah. You're wasting the whole weekend with the pre-race vibes, and it's like, no, you could have. T- and you know, know, you know, walk- most of those people also already they they probably went out and did a long workout. Yeah. Even though the air quality conditions were not, you know, great, they probably were like, hey, we're here. We might as well do something. Yeah. Um, that's really sad. I mean, yep. that's that's a. Um, a sad state of affairs. So can you clarify your stance? Are you or are you not sympathetic to Ted? Um, you know, I don't want to say that I'm not sympathetic, but I, uh, I do quite, uh, enjoy giving him a ration of guff. Yep. I do love ribbing on him and picking on his millennial status and how he kind of has this and he's got a little bit of entitlement. Well, here's a question. So Ted's he's first of all, Ted, the nicest fella. Is okay. he late twenties? Let's. Is he still technically a millennial, or is he's he sli- younger than my daughter Stephanie? Yeah. You know? So he could be my child. So I feel like because of that, is there I a can, chance he might be? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm not, I can't say no because there were there was a gap. There was a. Couple, you did go to St. Cloud State. There was a gap area there that between baby mamas. Uh, no. So oh, I can't believe I said that out loud. Nope. Um, but edit. Yeah, edit. edit. No, no, I don't have the time to edit these things. <laughs> uh, I did. I did enjoy having Ted here. I thought he offered some really good um, conversation. I think he's a nice kid. I think he's an incredibly talented athlete. Um, the numbers. The numbers support that. The numbers support that. Do I really enjoy giving him a ration of crap like I do you? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I enjoy doing it in public and in private. And I feel like you know, if I can still sling it, if I can still chirp him down, I got. I got game. I'm when gonna... he comes to us for help with something, oh, and yeah. both of us are just belligerent, like, hey. uh, no. Yeah. So, Ted. What are Ted, you talking about, Ted? Ted came, Ted came panhandling like a person standing on the corner of Diamond Lake Road and 35W with a piece of cardboard saying, will, um, uh, will anybody give me a free race entry to this race this weekend? And both of us are like, well, first of all, it's no. this weekend. Second of all, neither of us, like, we have no contact with that event. Like, <laughs> I what mean, kind of clout do you think we have? Could we have pulled something out? I mean, if it if if Thea, your wife, said, hey, I want to race this weekend, could we have pulled something out? 
I'm per, I'm pretty sure we could have done so potentially, potentially. But that's a different level. Yep. A Thea ask versus a Ted ask. Those are two different levels. So <laughs> I was like, no, come on. But it was a glorious text stream, raining down really, the chirps really and the sarcasm. It. We did. I mean, I feel like he went home with his tail between his yep. legs. Like, oh, I don't even know why I asked those guys. They're just jerks. He probably went home and complained to his mom and his wife. Like, those yep. guys are jerks to me, man. I was bullied in a was, text threat. <laughs> I was bullied. They're shaming me. Do we need me. to be sent to, sent to sensitivity training? We probably do, but um, but we're our own bosses, so who's yep. going to complain about that? That's true. Unless you complain about me, then I'll just kick you off your probationary status because <laughs> you are still on probationary status, and if you do something wrong, you can go for no reason. Okay. I don't have to give. I don't have to give cause. Okay. No cause. You want the sheet cake? Okay. Do you want the sheet cake? Hey, speaking of attorneys who I might use to see you, um, John <laughs> Burns. Local divorce attorney, family law. Oh, I don't even know where this is going. Uh, he com- competed in Challenge Roth this weekend. Did he really? I was chatting with him. So he's um, he's an Ironman guy. So that's how he and I know each other. And his daughter is racing as, or com- I shouldn't say racing, he's competing as an elite heptathlete right now. So wow. she's on that trajectory of like just post-collegiate trying to brush into that Olympic qualifying level. Uh-huh. So she was in... Europe competing she got to compete maybe Diamond League whatever whatever level she was competing at so she got to do a competition and then he did Ironman it's like what a family trip of like both getting to do dream events over there wow so shout out John that is a huge shout out that's 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 really cool and if you're getting a divorce you go ahead and I'll put you in touch with John well it's just maybe just trying to avoid the divorce financially and you know emotionally in a perfect world yes they would they would wreck you unless yeah yeah, yeah, I can't afford one, but no. I know you can't. Oh heck no, man! Mm-mm. We we both have uh, we, we both have figured out the best and easiest way for our lives to go, and have and just slid those yep. slippers right on. Yep. Why do you think I'm wearing jammy pants right now? <laughs> it's because I made I made avocado toast with uh, with sunny side up eggs for my wife with a little bit everything uh, bagel topping mm-hmm. on there. Hey, I know where it's going. You I know, know where your you know where your bread is. Better. I know I know how to yep. earn my allowance. Yep. <laughs> Um, so in other great results that happened in the last recent, uh, recent times, uh, this last weekend I was up at Lutzen for the, uh, stages Lutzen 99er event, Mm -hmm. mountain bike race. Um, some, some big things there. So they changed the venue this year. Yep. Uh, there's been kind of a fallout. So Lutzen has been purchased by, uh, some private equity group that I believe owns a bunch of Colorado resorts. Okay. Uh, I think the back, back to skinny is that, you know, just, uh, increased costs to lifetime, reduced uh access to uh venue and services and so it just they it, it finally push came to shove yep it went down they hosted it at superior national golf course which is basically just down at the bottom of the hill and on 61 there i was a little leery about it but trust my boy peter spencer because he knows how to do it yep and he nailed it dude like the rollout was great the finish was great the weather was a little bit mixed yep really smoky out there really smoky um, but that morning at about five, five thirty, we start hearing sirens, just like constant, 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 constant. And the big bar, uh, music venue at the top of Lutzen, Papa Charlie's burnt to the ground. It's such, it's, the timing is such a weird coincidence. It's like, I'm oh, wondering, no. did the private equity group burn it down for insurance money? Did Peter go up there and burn it down out of bitterness? Peter, not not no, alleging anything, just no. asking questions. I mean, was it like you know, was it was it disgruntled employees saying, "Hey, we did, you know, you forced all this happening, and we're just gonna we're we're angry at you"? I don't nope. I don't know. I mean, personally, I believe 
those things are arson, but that's, you know, my cynical law enforcement background saying that those oh, type anyth- of things don't just happen. Anything, Yeah, like it gets a fire to that level. Yeah, but yeah. they didn't have running water up there for fire hydrants, so what they had to do was they had to truck it up from the lake. So, they had, so all day you heard trucks going up and down with their sirens on. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, I know. And then uh, yesterday morning we went over there still smoldering. Hmm. Still smoldering. And, and, you know, really sad. I mean, if there's any, you know, happy news out of it, nobody got hurt. Yep. Whether it's, you know, people like, like regular citizens or volunteer firemen, you know, because I think when people say did anybody get hurt in the fire and they always are thinking about victims from that are in the fire, yep. firemen get hurt a lot. And, yeah. you know, thank goodness nobody got hurt because that would have been really bad. Um, but if that race would have happened in the traditional spot, they wouldn't have had it. They would have called, right? they would have called it off. Yeah. It would have been a, you know, Mount Tremblant type of scenario. It's not like we would have moved it down. It just You just couldn't because we lost... The volunteer firemen run two of the aid stations at that race, so oh, no they kidding. had so they got so you know I had to make announcements like, "Hey, all the firemen are up here fighting this fire, so just be courteous to yep. maybe like like if there's two people at an aid station, if just don't yell, don't, don't yell at them." Yeah, um, guys, but, guys, but, be cool. Exactly. Uh, had the a great opportunity to interview one of uh, the Final K's latest, newest coaches, yeah. uh, former athlete, Will Serbaugh, yeah. professional mountain biker um, from Grand Marais, lives in Durango, Colorado, mm-hmm. and he his best result at that race had been seventh yep. prior to this year. Into the last bridge, which is about a couple miles out from the finish, he's got about a 10-second lead over the second-place guy. Takes a spill on the bridge because it's super greasy. Gets it, picks it up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Guy brings back the 10 seconds. They're neck and neck all the way into the finish shoot, and they have a lunge. Will gets it by one-eighth of a second. One-eighth of a second. It's about half a bike wheel, mm-hmm. and his arms are in front of the other guy's arms. But in the finish, and if you watch, they have the uh, our timer has it on video, um, epic crash. So you see the two of them sprinting, and then all of a sudden they disappear. And, it, and they, they crash into the uh, finish stanchions, and it's all steel. And all the cameras and all the things that are there, they're attached with metal brackets. Mm-hmm. They're all ripped apart from the from the stands. and like So in the in the melee of the two men sprinting it out, yeah. they both, they hit, each of them hits a different side of it? or No. So so envision this. So you're coming down, um, you're coming down a driving range and you're on, if you're, if you're, you're out where the balls are going towards where you're, where you're driving the balls from. Yep. And you, the last turn is a, like a 90 degree, a sweeping 90 degree right hand turn. You have maybe a hundred yards, I would say 70, 70 yards between the end of that turn and the finish line. Mm-hmm. And so they take that right hand sweeper, they both go to the outside of the fence. The other second place guy is in the fence. Will's got the inside inside run. He's got a little bit because he takes the inside line. He's got just a little bit of a uh, little bit of headway on him. And when you look at their arms, his elbows are in front of the other guy's elbows. Yep. So the other guy's kind of like physically behind him. And Will, like in what he claimed was that or didn't claim what he what he said was that as he was like pedaling and before he threw, his back end slipped out. And went to the left and caught him, and the other guy like then ate it, handlebar into the fencing, into the finish stanchions. They both go down. It sounded like it sounded like one where they're like sliding in the mud to the finish line. Well, it sounded like metal on metal (laughs) on metal, and then they they both pop up, and it's like we had no idea who won. No one knew who won. It was you know it was photo finish, and then 
you know, was there, there there's no referees there. Yep. It's not like the Tour de France where you're going to relegate somebody to the back because of like what the referee panel says. It's, you know, it's, it's Mike, the assistant guy, and then, you know, Peter, but Peter's not around. So what do they do? And, um, they all agreed it was a clean finish and rub quote unquote Rubbins racing type of thing. Yep. Um, but nobody got hurt. Will took the, took the win. Nice. Huge epic, epic, uh, success for him and very, very happy. And that's in the 99? That's at the 99er, yeah. Because they do, I mean, Peter, he makes an event. I mean, it's, obviously it's a top tier event, but he has the 99, what, 69, 49. And 25. So he has tons of options for folks at all different levels. Oh, yeah. What, what, what kind of day do you want? Great, we've got the right day for and, you. And a, and a lot of the uh, the, and the 25 is, is uh, kids that are in these um, grade school mountain bike clubs. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So well, high school. Sub high, high school and sub high school. I mean, really, the number of, like, school mountain bike The clubs? number of like, I saw, I saw ten year olds. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of twelves, thirteens, like kids racing, like wow. coming down. They're like in their mountain bike clubs. Like Duluth brings a bunch up. They're mm-hmm. over from Superior. They're all over the place, and they come over in big, big numbers. And so it's really, really awesome to see all these little kids racing because that's like you know future of the funk out there. Yeah. Um, but a great event. We had a little bit of weather that came in at the end, uh, but otherwise it was, it was a huge success. That you have to look at that as one of the, as an endurance event in Minnesota, it's one of the crown jewels. It is for sure. Well, I would say you could put that in the same pantheon as a Twin Cities Marathon. Yep. Um, it is. It's. It's not easy. It's really hilly. There's a great, uh, great amount of single track. It was super slick and and super greasy out there. Uh, fire road. There's just. There's a lot to be done. It's not an easy race. And from what I've been told from racers that completed every year even with the, with the changes is that it just is always a it's a it's a bugger yeah it just it's always a beast to try and complete um no one ever comes in and goes oh that was easy yeah it's kind of, kind of like schwam again and nobody ever says schwam is easy it's like Ugh. it's i mean just like okay challenge rough amazing event world-class event specifically draw in top tier talent people go over like john went over there from the u.s like i have to be part of this yep lutzen i feel like has that feel locally in the gravel world we have the filthy 50 registration opened last week thousand people shut down within a day it's crazy and it's but it trenton who puts that one on great branding he's been building it for a decade Mm -hmm. great event you know he you, I don't have to tell you this is. I'm, I'm telling you everything you know. The effort you do to take an event to that level is just different than. Oh yeah, I'm doing something. Exactly. Come I mean, on out. Yeah, I mean, when you have like for the 99er this year, they had 40 states in the United States and three different countries represented. I mean, that's a. And then they had like what do they had like 2,400 people, which is kind of their maximum. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people from a lot of different places. And and to put something on versus to put something on at scale and quality. To put something to put like a a everyday triathlon on here in Minnesota versus to produce the Maple Grove triathlon. Yep. Two totally different metrics. Number something one, that's worth coming to. Well yeah. Twenty four hundred people in four different events, that's four safe courses. You pick a wonderful venue that supports the size of it, gives you great rides. Yep. Uh, the Everything, it's just impressive. And you make everybody feel like it's their race. Yep. Whether they're doing the duathlon relay or they're doing the elite Olympic distance, whether they're doing the 99er or the 25er with, the, like, with their dad, everybody feels like they were there and they were helped and that was that, that day was for them. Yep. And that's what I think separates a big race and a big quality race from just 
any sort of race. Yeah. So similar. Oh, we just had Grandma's weekend. We were up. We went and watched. Tremendous. Epic. Super. Be- I mean, beautiful day. <laughs> they got a nice lull in the air quality. Freshened up for a couple days there. Y- yep. So it was it was clean air, beautiful. Uh, the top two women battled it out. It was really fun. We saw them go by. Local gal, Dakota Lindworm, Linderm, Dakota, who's a two-time winner. She was trying for a three-peat. She was like 10 paces behind this other gal. This is at mile 21. So it's like she's in the race. They're battling. Yeah. So cool. So she ended up going 226-something, and this other gal pulled out a 225. Wow. So it's just really competitive. The men's side, um, someone just dipped under 210. But the number of guys I saw, especially in Mill City Running, that local club. Yep. The number of guys running 2.30 to 3 hours, I was like, I was so surprised. Like, <laughs> there were a couple dozen of you. And that's, you know, I'm a medium-level runner. So to see that many guys running at that level, I was like, it, oh, I was impressed. It, it, it was a really fun day. We saw all of our buddies race. And the weather couldn't have been better. And that's a great venue, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a point-to-point marathon, which you don't get a lot of those. Um, the half fills up almost immediately. The marathon fills up fairly fast as well. Um, yeah, the half, they have to do a lottery. It's so sought after. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and the, the fact that it's, like, kind of downhill. It's fast. It's kind of downhill. It's fast. It's beautiful. The lake's on the side. Mm-hmm. It's, it is always It's many, many, many times the weather is favorable. I think I can only remember once they black flagged it because it was so hot. I think it was like six, seven years ago they black flagged the race. Interesting. Um, yeah, it was just like, I mean, it was 100 degrees or something. Like, nope, we can't do it. It's way yeah. too hot. And even along the lake, it's like, okay, we'll have an aid station in the lake. Nope. Yeah. I mean, even the guys surfing in the lake were in just regular board shorts. No wetsuits. <laughs> That's how warm it was. That's how warm it was. Um, so those are, yeah, so it, uh, great racing, great events that have been going on. Um, June is such a... You could sell yourself on the North Shore in June real easy, forgetting the other nine months of the year. Oh, so. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so perfect up here. It's like. It is. Yeah, right now it is. It's beautiful. The thing that kills you is the, is the mosquitoes. They're thick. Um, even though it's been very dry, it's it's very green up there. No. Yep. I mean, I like the North Shore. I've been up there like in all different types of weather, um, winter, summer. I, I, I really enjoy it. I, I enjoy the lake. But that's, you know, being a Minnesotan. Are we um, getting any sponsor dollars from Visit Duluth? No, not visit Cook County either, which should be. I know, you know, maybe visit Grand Marais. We should. We don't have any sponsors, Devin. That's part of it. Remember, we had a whole conversation about not having sponsors. That's that's okay. We're free. No one's our boss. We're our own bosses. No one's going to meet to us out of here. I bet. I bet someone in Iowa would cut us a check. Like, oh yeah, we love Cedar Falls, Iowa. Oh yeah. <laughs> If we got sponsored by Visit Cedar Falls, I would turn it down. I would turn it down. We'll give you a forty dollars sponsorship. Hey, we're gonna send you up. Uh, we're gonna send you up some free bacon and uh, some cheese. We're gonna send you up some cheese that we made in Iowa. Who wants cheese from no Iowa? Wants. Nobody Come wants on. cheese from Iowa. Be serious. I mean, now if we got if if it was like um, if we got sponsored by maybe like a. Like a Wisconsin cheese company, some kind of curd sponsorship. Ooh, that might that might change. That would be we'd have to probably think that one over. Yeah, open to it. Yeah, that would be thinking that one over. Um, but yeah, the, the, the northern Minnesota this time of year is just is just beautiful. Um, it, you can tell that everybody wants to be up there because the road is just packed to get oh, yeah. up. Uh, very difficult to get in. Um, if you get the means, make it up. Um, so we got July coming up here pretty soon. July fourth is coming right around the corner. Yep. What are your plans? It's July 4th is my wife's birthday. I asked her what she wanted to do. She said, 
yeah, I don't want a big party this year, so we're going to Bluefin Bay for a couple of days. Oh, speaking of the North Shore. Yep. Yep, right up there in Tofty. Yep, going right back up. Oh, it's beautiful up there. Yep. You know what I love about Bluefin is that they have all the different things you can do baked right into your hotel stay. In-house. Stand-up paddleboarding. Yep. Mm-hmm. Want to take want to take the, the kids on Svea? We want to go uh, learn about... Uh, we're dumping the kids. No kids? We're dumping the kids on my parents. Wow. <laughs> That's the show sponsor. It's my parents. Chicka, chicka, Thanks, bow, wow. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so we should see a third one in about nine months. Nice. <laughs> Um, so no, uh, but, but you know, you can go stand up paddleboarding, kayaking, mountain biking, everything is just really, really accessible to you and free. Yep. Um, if you, if you go up there, the, uh, the, the grocery store right across well, from Chris, there. Chris, I would just comment as the person paying for this trip. It's not free. It's baked in, Chris. As you said, it's baked into the price too, Christopher. <laughs> All you got to do is you it's just not have, free. you don't have to pay for it. You just have to suggest it like here, let's go up here. Yes. Let's do that, honey. Here, I'll book it for us. I'll book it for us. Can you which, give me your credit card? Which sweetie? card should I use? Which which credit card should uh, I use? Oh yeah, I've, that has happened way too many times. So that that should, that should be good fourth. We have yeah. um, we have all of Jill's family coming up. My wife's family coming oh, up fantastic. to the lake house. Yes. Uh, this week, you know, Stephanie's flying in. Nice. My daughter, she's flying in. All the family's coming up, and uh, we're going to be there over the fourth of July. But Wonderful. as soon as like so. Uh, on the morning of the 5th, mm-hmm. I have to drive all the way back down here from Grand Rapids because I'm flying out and I'm going to Montreal for the Para World Cup. All right. So one of the team captains for one of the team coaches for uh, for that event. Um, so that'll be exciting. Will that be on the following weekend? That is, uh, I, I fly out on the 5th. Okay. So the race No, is, I mean the race. Yes, that yeah. is the following weekend. Okay. So I fly out on the 5th and we have prep because there's like, you know, when you travel internationally with a team... There's a lot of things that have to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, it's closed. There's a lot of points involved. We're really just getting inside the quad right now for or inside last year mm-hmm. of the quad. Um, the, the, you know, the qualifications for the uh, Paralympics are right there. And um, I'll be working with Derek Williamson, and I'm really excited about, about being there. Pressure's um, on. A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. Yep. And then the week, like, I'm home for two days, and then I turn around and I have to go to Long Beach. For the, the Long Beach, Crimea yeah. River. Oh well, it's these are good destinations, Chris. Okay. First of all, Long Beach, no, Long Beach. Oh really? Is a, it's a oh, yeah, it is oh, not. Okay. When you hear Sublime talking about you know the LBC, you know it is not not the place you really would. I would I would never vacation in Long Beach. Okay. Although the venue that we sh- that we do have the race at is the um is the location where they film the opening to Gilligan's Island. Fun. Okay. Yep. Fun fact, triathletes. There you go. Fun fact. Um, so I'll be there working the bike course again. They have um, they have some uh, professional races going on, para cup races, mm-hmm. and a, I, I believe the PTO is racing there as well. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. So the PTO will be racing there. So going okay. by the Queen Mary. So I will be the guy in charge of the bike course Very again. Good. Just driving 100 miles an hour in a truck on closed roads in an urban setting. I love that. <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. Um, Do your instincts from the cop days kick in? Like. Shh, Oh yeah, I could slip and slide. Oh, yeah. Although I, I probably need to change my habit of putting the uh, the, the seatbelt behind me and clicked in so the car doesn't ding at me all day long because I'm getting in and out, in and out, in and out. That'll come back to haunt me at some point in time. Chris, you're a dad now. You can't be come thinking on. forward. I know. Although it is, I, <laughs> you can tell I'm a dad because when I wake up in the morning and I'm like getting in the truck, I'm like. <laughs> that was like last night when I went to bed. Jill was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like what she goes you're just moaning and groaning a lot i'm like well it's just yeah just climbing into bed i'm 50 plus (laughs) this is what you get but i bike to canada dang it do we need do we need a chiropractor sponsor for you oh i don't know a little back cracking i don't know if that's gonna do it for me no i need more than that 
I need more than that. I don't know what it is. Maybe I need a, yeah. Some we should st- talk to your physician. Maybe some about stem cell replacement. Stem cell replacement, some TRT. <laughs> Let's get you on the whole regimen. I need to go back 10 years and not make some of the mistakes I made. No. And, yeah. yet, and yet you're still playing full contact hockey. I am at a high level. Not at a high level, at a mediocre level. We did, we're not playing for the championship tonight. At a men's we did, league level. We did lose our game last week by one goal, which I hit. I was I, I was knocked down. I, I swiveled and shot from my knees mm-hmm. and hit the pipe, and that would have tied the game up, and we would have went into a shootout. And so you blame yourself. I do blame myself. I fall on the sword fully. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're playing in the Friendship Cup tonight, Okay. which is like, you know, there's still beer at the end. But yeah, I got to turn over the belt and the cup tonight to the next. So ones. friendship cup is that the consolation cup? It's a toilet bowl. Oh, okay, that's not even the consolation. That's when oh, your no. when your kids go to a tournament, and they lose all the games. Oh no! And then Sunday morning, you're like, do we really have to go to this? Yes, we do. Yeah, that's 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 gonna be that. Um, yeah, so I got a couple of weeks that are gonna be really busy, and yep. you're going to Bluefin, and it should be good. So we'll have lots of stuff to talk about in the next episode, which will come what six seven months from now. Pro- is, is, historically, no, historically won't. six to eight weeks. Right? It is. Well, we get busy, and then we have to kind of jam. So, But, um, you know, like as in always, we always tell people, you know, send in some uh, send in some questions. Yeah. You know, if you have a guest that you want to be on here, which I'm sure Ted will probably tell his whole family to, like, you know, say, hey, tell Ted he should be on again. Hey, you know, tell him, tell him bring Ted back. Bring Ted back. Ted's a great guy. Hey, hey. Ted was a really good guest. Hey, there's this guy named Ted over here you should have. <laughs> That was me throwing my voice in like Hank Azaria style all over the place. Um, but it'll be a great week, and uh, and you should have a lot of fun. I, I wish, let's wish Thea a happy birthday. Yep. Um, what's it going to be, like 26 for her? Uh, well, we weren't, we're not going to go ahead no, and get into any that. numbers here. We don't need it. Chris, come on. <laughs> come on. A couple of gentlemen like us. Smarter than that, aren't we? Ah. Yeah. I don't even know why I brought that up. Yep. Um, so until then, if you want to have another snappy T-shirt like I'm wearing here, go to the website at the finalk.com and go to our uh, our merchant store, and you can get a great one with uh, Mike Ladendorf is actually the photo on that shirt, which is the cover oh. of our podcast cover. Um, yeah, doing cyclocross, yeah, doing a cross race. But interesting. So enough, as a probationary co-host, do I have to go buy mine retail? Um, can I'll, you give me a coupon code at least? Maybe I'll dig one out of the closet here okay. behind me and let you take a parting gift because oh. you did bring me all that MSP. Uh, MSP moves, MSP at moves. Remax results. <laughs> All, All your that good swag. Real estate needs. Julian loves that water bottle, by the Perfect. way. That's his favorite one. So we'll give that to you. Um, so uh, thank you for listening again this week, Devin. It's been a pleasure. Thanks That's for always. coming in a short, ter- short, uh, short time. And um, you know, again, safe travels up north. Uh, safe travels, everybody, this summer, and have a happy Fourth of July. Until we talk to you again. Um, in the meantime, just be better. <laughs>